From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Special welcome to those of you joining us around the world on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. So great to have you with us live here on the Monday after Resurrection Sunday. And what a neat time we had, by the way, yesterday at... uh, at Lakeview, Lakewood, uh, Lakeview, yeah, Lakewood yeah, Memorial, Lakewood Memorial Park. Park. It and was awesome. You know what? The, the amazing, the, the miraculous thing about that is that I was semi cogent at six thirty in the morning. You, you know, that's a miracle. I don't know how that right. happened, but God obviously was at work because my biological clock is is uh, the other way. But anyway, uh, great to have you with us. And just a reminder, friends, if you'd like to find out more opportunities to serve uh, in the Greater Modesto. And in greater Manteca areas, you can log on to our website, www.vibrantcommunities.org, vibrantcommunities.org, a great way also to get motivated to uh, get outside the four walls of our homes and churches and personally connect with the needs of others. You know, Elaine, the Bible talks uh, in, in uh, one uh, unique passage about being surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I'm just thinking today we, we are privileged yes. to have with us, I call it the tri- when they came in here. <laughs> Dr. Aubrey McGann, Ben Jennings, and Pastor Chuck is here with yes. us. And, and I'll tell you, these these guys, Chuck Adams, uh, you know, and we've been logging some time together now for a couple of years. And almost eight. Quite almost a few eight. Years. Isn't that amazing? Yes. It's hard to believe. And, and I'll tell you, Chuck's been a great blessing uh, to us here at ABC, inspiring us. And, and, and it's just been fun to be in accountability with Chuck, too, as a fellow shepherd in the city, Ben Jennings with us, and wow, God, how God has used Ben all over the world, mm-hmm. and uh, just uh, in, in inspiring believers, uh, not only to pray, but to uh, step out and be bold about their faith, and Dr. Aubrey McGann, uh, and I met Aubrey, I think maybe 10 or 12 years ago when I first came here to Modesto, and in fact, I think one of the first times I met Aubrey, he handed me a book that uh, he had written uh, just a few years ago now, right, Aubrey? Yes, <laughs> years ago. Maybe 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> 30 years what? ago. These, uh, <laughs> these are great men of prayer, and one of the uh, unique uh, things that we're going to be talking about uh, this, uh, this afternoon, this evening, is the Global Day of Prayer, and I can't think of uh, a better uh, a better uh, equation than we have with these three gentlemen here. And also, of course, uh, with us in studio, our co-host and producer, Elaine Harlan, and our uh, faithful prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us, and also Lee Oki with yes. us tonight, also yes. to be one of our prayer intercessors. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're ready to go. Before we do that, though, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people be when they hear 
Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with news about another real-life Jesus freak. In July 1998, an evangelist nicknamed Bike began a bicycle ministry trip across China. He's now traveled more than 17,000 kilometers through 24 provinces. Bike's bold proclamation of the gospel has landed him in prison several times, where his evangelism to inmates has been very effective. So much so that the Public Security Bureau doesn't want to arrest him anymore. They continue to raid his church plants, threaten violence, and force Bible study meetings to move to different locations. But the PSB knows if they put Bike in jail, many prisoners will become Christians, and that's the last thing they want. For more stories of courage from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. Now, only our God could arrange that for for a believer, uh, for the government to be afraid to arrest a man because he's going to bring folks to the Lord. What what a wonderful story. Uh, Just a reminder, friends, uh, if you'd like to find uh, more about uh, what's going on at ABC, not only our website, but you can give us a call at 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571. If you're in the greater Modesto area, uh, we'd love to connect you with uh, new opportunities to serve. And, Elaine, right now in this season of spring, lots of opportunities dealing with uh, yards that needed to be cleaned yes, up for uh, elderly and disabled people who couldn't otherwise afford that. And uh, this is a great opportunity, by the way, uh, Elaine, for small groups, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. And we could just love to connect you to those opportunities. So definitely give us a call. A lot of church groups, small groups are, right. are doing just Amen. that. So uh, again, just give us a call and we'd be glad to connect your group or your family uh, to those needs. So give us a call at 544-9571. And just a reminder, the website, www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's www.vibrantcommunities.org. We're going to check more opportunities to uh, serve here in just a second. Right now, though, let's check in with our good friends, uh, Brad Dacus and his crew from the Pacific Justice Institute in Sacramento. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now, with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. Government employers are often the worst offenders when it comes to religious bigotry. A case in point is a federal free speech lawsuit coming to trial in Southern California on April 3rd. You see, Jacqueline Escobar, commended for her outstanding performance as an intern with the Los Angeles County Department of Child and Family Services, contacted Pacific Justice Institute after being abruptly terminated. Her offense? She dared to share her faith on break time and after hours and wore a religious T-shirt after signing out for the day. Well, PGI affiliate attorney Daniel Watkins is representing Ms. Escobar to ensure that people of faith working in government are afforded the protections our founding fathers intended. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. And you know, Elaine, one of the great things about the Pacific Justice Institute is they, on the front end, try to resolve these things in a very amicable way. Mm, you know, do, uh, letters are written and, and the law is laid out, but it's it's wonderful to have what I would call kind of a watchdog ministry up in Sacramento because obviously we don't have the time nor the expertise, most of us, to understand how the law is applied to the freedom of religion. Right. And uh, yet Brad and his folks there are doing that every day, and, and all of this is done pro bono. Uh, people are not charged for this. 
And uh, so we recommend that you not only hold the Pacific Justice Institute up in prayer, but that you support it uh, financially as well. Remember, uh, the phone number is one triple eight three zero five nine one two nine. That's one triple eight. 3059129 and their website excellent website www.pacificjustice.org they do a terrific job there and our friends at the volunteer center of the united way do a wonderful job as well and speaking of them some wonderful opportunities for you dear friends to get involved with the march of dimes holding their 37th annual walk america and they need volunteers uh, the powers park in tracy as well as the Griseta park in modesto and Weber Point Event Center in Stockton need volunteers to set up and clean up registration and also to act as human sign guides and serve refreshments. So you might want to get involved in that. The March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and preventing birth defects and infant mortality. Uh, the YMCA of Stanislaw County needs you as volunteers for Healthy Kids Day. That's coming up on Saturday, April 14th very quickly. Uh, volunteers needed to help prepare goodie bags and the event day to register participants or refreshments and again the YMCA putting Christian principles into practice through programs that build healthy body mind and spirit for all and Steve Smith just a great guy there Uh, runs a great great organization you bet and also the community hospice another great organization providing support to individuals facing life threatening illnesses and their families and friends and also to those uh, grieving with the loss of a loved one Uh, Uh, They are providing training for people to uh, get involved there, and they're doing this on two Saturdays, April 28th and May 19th from 8.30 in the morning until 4.30 in the afternoon. Volunteers will learn the philosophy and concepts of hospice care and also the impact of terminal illness, again, on both the patient and the family, so you might want to get involved in that. And there are a variety of ways you may want to uh, choose to volunteer through Community Hospice or any one of these wonderful organizations uh, that need volunteer help. There's also Doctors Medical Center Foundation and Miller's Place, uh, Reading Works Adult Literacy Program, and you can find out about a lot of these organizations through the Volunteer Center of the United Way. Please call Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. She'll be happy to answer any questions you have. And, of course, you can get a hold of us again at 544 That's 209 209- Five four four nine five seven one. A little dyslexic today. Forgive me for that. And would be happy to answer any questions that you might have as well. We have. And by the way, I'm going to interrupt you just for a second okay. because uh, friends, our producer uh, here, Elaine Harlan, has a wonderful opportunity in just uh, about three or four days. Uh, Elaine's going to be going to Israel for a wonderful opportunity there. We ask you to keep her in prayer as she's there, and uh, we eagerly await for your return. For a variety of reasons, <laughs> mainly because people have to deal with me on the phone. But aside from that, we're waiting to hear what God does with that. You no, know, I am excited. It'd be a Pastor great opportunity, Mike. isn't it? Thank you for that, and just appreciate your prayers. And I know Ben Jennings. I've talked to Ben a little bit because I know Ben has uh, taken some people on tour over there. And 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 Ben, I just uh, so appreciate all the wisdom that you've shared with me about being in Israel and the sights that you've seen there. And I'm just so excited. It's going to be a great. 
great opportunity and, and just appreciate all of that. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit uh, wound up and excited. <laughs> and Anyway, uh, we have an opportunity, Mike, to give away a couple of tickets for an exciting event that's coming up. And I know my buddy Al here is going to, his ears are pricking up already because Al and I do this every year. Healing Nations, a wonderful ministry that mm-hmm. we partner with here at ABC, is ha- ha- holding their annual strawberry breakfast. That's kind of, <laughs> You know what we get into there, don't you? The uh, annual strawberry breakfast coming up Saturday, May 5th at Ceres High School. And we have two tickets. How shall we do this? Shall we take the first couple of callers that call us? Tell you what, if you call our our number here, 209-544-9571. Now, obviously, we're live on the air and we can't run to the phone. But if you just leave us a message and say that you heard us uh, here on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network, we'll be happy to send you a ticket or two to the uh, Strawberry Breakfast. And But watch out, because Al always wins those door prizes. Oh, every that's time. an amazing thing. Oh, it's I don't a, know it how is. he does it's it. It's amazing how he yeah. does that, but that's a lot of fun. So we want you to uh, take uh, advantage of that. You know, Mike mentioned earlier that we've just celebrated a wonderful weekend, a, a resurrection weekend, and just celebrating our risen Lord. And I'll tell you what, you know, I just would hope that we remember that each and every day of our lives. Don't you, brothers? You know, amen, amen. to that. And uh, as we do that, we just remember that we've got lots of work to do. And as we're gathered around the table today, tonight, this evening, to uh, discuss the global uh, day of prayer coming up for this 2007, Ben, maybe you can give us a little background. I know we were all, I think all of us were together at the uh, global day of prayer for 2006, were we not? I, I remember seeing you there, Chuck, and, and, and Dr. Aubrey McGann. We were all, Lee, even Lee, we were all there last year and, and praying together as a group. And I know that there are some changes um, foreseen this year as we look at the Global Day of Prayer, but let's just give some history. And Ben, I recall you saying last week as we were in a meeting together about a phone conference and the many people that were on that phone conference talking about the Global Day of Prayer. There were many people on that phone conference, weren't there? Yeah, this uh, Global Day of Prayer is getting big. Mm. It is wonderful. started out about 2003, I believe it was, or maybe two in South Africa, and uh, just a burden for the city of Cape Town. A lot of murders and bombings going on. Uh, So they gathered people, Christians, in the stadium. I think it was 46,000 people came together, and they spent the day in prayer. And amazingly, the next year there wasn't a single bombing in all of uh, the city. So other cities in South Africa picked this up. Uh, and then it spread to all of Africa. In 2004, all 56 countries mm-hmm. of uh, Africa had some kind of an observance or other. Closed countries had to meet in small homes. Others met in stadiums and so forth. And then in 2005, it went global. And 156 countries uh, took part. The following, uh, about 200 million Christians, by the way. Wow. 2006, 199 countries took part. Mm. Now this is going to be the third global day of prayer this year. And we're praying for a miracle that God will cause all uh, 220 countries of the world to participate. That would be an amazing thing indeed, wouldn't it? Yes, 
You know, Ben, and, and I think one of the, the challenges, and, and we can talk about this in detail just a little bit later, one of the challenges, and I, I know uh, Dr. Aubrey McGann, Chuck Adams, uh, you guys face this all the time, as, as senior pastors, you get barraged with stuff to do. I mean, everybody has the, the and, and well-intentioned, but everybody's got the new slick ministry effort, and, and the, the problem is you just don't have the time, you know, to do it all with all these competing things coming in. And I think one of the, the, the great things about our approach here locally this year is the, the spirit of the Global Day of Prayer and participation in it really can fit in very easily with our worship schedules this year. And let's just talk, uh, before we talk about some of the uh, the details and, and the effect of, of uh, all these countries coming together at one time to pray, let's just talk about uh, how that nice synergy happens and how, how pastors can easily fit the global day of prayer into their worship services this year. What we are planning to do is to have a prayer that we're going to be sharing with all the churches that are willing to participate and have them it's a prayer where there is a a lead by the pastor preferably and then a response by the congregation and we're going to be covering local situations needs problems and so forth and then move into the wider area like our our um, county and and state and country and then throughout all the world. So there'll be um, many, many requests for prayer. And uh, the pastor leads, the congregation responds. And in this way, there may be what, 500 million people around the world mm. or more wow. that we're expecting to be involved in raising up these requests to the throne of grace. And I think that's exciting. I think that uh, the, the impact... In fact, I have um, described it as a possible spiritual tsunami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, will, that's a great way to Instead of bringing it. destruction, huh. we'll be bringing blessing mm. to all these countries and these needy areas. Mm. Is there any way of knowing how many people will participate in this? Well, Dr. McGann has mentioned about 500 million. There may have been that many in 2006. Locally, I mean. It's hard yeah. to count because many countries are closed. We don't know how many house churches might have uh, done this. But uh, an estimate out of South Africa is that 500 million took part last year. Mm -hmm. And so now this year, if it keeps going on that same kind of a projection, hang on. God's up to something marvelous here. You know, Chuck Adams, we uh, have have given a lot of focus lately to city transformation Mm -hmm. and uh, a a growing concern among many of us, uh, at least in this area, that is not just about our church, but it's about the church of the city. You know, it's about uh, the the kingdom that Christ is building and how the body of Christ is is working together uh, to, to see that and to see our communities transformed. But that whole process, and, and it, it, as Ed Sovolso told us back in 97, you know, when he uh, uh, began to kind of urgently move us towards a, a city transformation movement, it begins with prayer. Yes. You know, there are things we have. We have to build bridges, and, uh, you know, our shtick here at Advancing Vibrant Communities is connecting people with opportunities to serve so that uh, the needy people get to see Christ in action. Mm-hmm. But it begins on our knees, doesn't it, with that kind of spirit? You know, what's been going over in my mind as we've been referencing uh, 
recent Resurrection Sunday, uh, I went back a week further to Palm Sunday. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus came into the city, the first thing that he did after he finished the entrance was to go to the temple. And he made a declaration. He said, my house will be called a house of prayer. Mm -hmm. And, and he expanded it by saying, a house of prayer for all nations. Yeah. And it wasn't just mm -hmm. for the Jewish folks in Jerusalem who were there to celebrate Passover. Uh, there was a prayer burden that was initiated that God's house, and, and I, I think this issue of it being a house of prayer, transcends the individual emphases that God may give a particular church. Uh, you're, you're talking about ABC's call to... Uh, getting folks involved outside the walls of the church. Uh, different churches will be uh, inspired in particular directions. But Jesus gave us something of a, of a uh, transcendent call there, that this is something we all do. That's right. My house uh, will be called a house of prayer. And I think this uh, new uh, venture that we're looking at with the Global Day of Prayer gives us uh, not only an opportunity but perhaps we'll restir our hearts mm -hmm. to this call that Jesus gave about his house being a house of prayer. I'm really excited about that. You know, I remember many, many years ago, and I'm sure some of you recognize the name, Dr. John Byron uh, from uh, the Pasadena area at Lake Avenue Congregational Church. Uh, many, many years ago, I remember him in the pulpit. He was guest preaching one, uh, one Sunday, and he was talking about uh, the biblical admonition to pray without ceasing and what that meant. And he said, you know, and, and I so much related to this, and it, it convicted me at the time I heard it as a, as a younger man. He says, you know, the, when I really seized upon that, it began to unwrap what praying without ceasing really meant and the importance of prayer in the Christian walk. He says, I sat down and I earnestly prayed, and I poured out my heart, and I looked at my watch, and all of 45 <laughs> seconds had elapsed. <laughs> and you know... That, that is so true, yeah. you know, for yeah. many of us. And, and yet that, that interaction with God is so... And he longs for that, doesn't he, man? He, you know, what's really exciting to me is that uh, because we're praying around the world, that that could literally be true, that um, people praying in different parts of the world as, they, as the sun keeps on mm, going mm -hmm. over. We'll be praying at different times all through the day for 24 yeah. hours yes. and, yeah. and more. Yeah. And um, there'll be a, a ceaseless mm. um, yes. Yes. chorus mm. uh, of prayer and petition and praise ascending up to heaven. Amen. And don't you sense the, the unity? And you were talking about the nations, Chuck, mm -hmm. and you sense the unity and all yeah. of that. Mm -hmm. yes. I was just thinking of that. Jesus said, by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples mm -hmm. if you love one another. Mm -hmm. And he prayed that we might be one. Mm -hmm. well, here is a marvelous way to come together. Mm -hmm. All denominations that trust in Jesus mm -hmm. and can call on his name together for specific Objectives in the Great Commission of Jesus Christ, yeah. right on target. Can you imagine what happens in the heavenly places we can't see mm. when the world gets together to pray at the same time? Mm -hmm. I can't. I mean, it's beyond my comprehension. But man, heaven's got to be dancing. I yeah. mean, there's got to be some pretty awesome things going on in heaven when uh, when and some demon spirit shaking. Whoa! Oh, yeah, big time. Okay. Yeah, Principalities and powers, absolutely uh, recognizing that God's people are gathered together. Mm. Uh, that's an awesome thing. Mm. And a marvelous 
other part of that is the results, the harvest that comes yeah, out of something mm-hmm. like this. Literally millions of people turning to Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we need, when we pray, men, to believe that God is going to act. Yes. You know, I think so many, and I've been guilty of this, you know, throughout the years. I, I, I pray for something, and then I think, well, you know, I, I kind of hope it happens. And that's, that's not how we're instructed to yeah. come to the throne, is it? Yeah, Let's right. talk a little bit about the dynamics of, of our mindset as we approach the master of the universe. Do you remember Jesus' teaching on the, the woman? The, uh, variously, she's called the importunate woman, the woman who just kept coming. And mm-hmm. and uh, I think we really miss the point mm. if we think the issue is somehow we have to pray often enough in order to get God's attention. Because Jesus finishes by saying, uh, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in the world? That's how he, he uh, finishes up the parable. Mm. And it's the issue of just what you're talking about, coming in believing faith knowing that he is already predisposed to be responsive to us and that our faith our coming to him in prayer is simply an indicator of our faith our, mm. our trusting that he will hear us mm. if we will be faithful to call mm. then he says that when you pray believe mm-hmm. that you will receive mm. and you shall have these things and um, i'm with you sometimes uh, i've known in my christian life where i have prayed and sort of thought, well, I'm not sure that this is one that God is really that interested in, 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 in bringing about, but I'm going to pray anyhow because it's a Christian thing to do. But I think that God wants us to pray with, with that same commitment that uh, Pastor Chuck was talking about. We need to wave the flag on Matthew 7, verse 7 or 8. It says, everyone who is asking is receiving. Mm-hmm. It's a process going on. The answer is paralleling our asking. So we stay in there until we can cast our cares on him. Mm-hmm. That's that's faith. And isn't isn't it a wonderful and I, and I think sometimes we we miss this too. You know, for those of us who who have walked a long time with God and uh, have grown up in, in in the faith, sometimes I think we we lose just the incredible thing about the creator of all inviting us, us little puny, seemingly insignificant, missing the mark, sinner type folks, Mm -hmm. he invites us to come before the throne. And that's just, I mean, sometimes you quake in your boots thinking about that, and yet (laughs) his love and his grace and his compassion are right there as as we're on our knees. And I think sometimes we... We kind of miss what's really happening when we're conversing with and, God. Uh, what you just said triggered the uh, uh, remembrance of the passage from Hebrews that calls us to boldly yes. come, yes. that we might find grace in the time of need. And, and the, the thought that always kind of accompanies my thinking, and uh, maybe you brothers can set me straight if I'm incorrect here, but um, that we might find grace, it, it takes me back to the Old Testament uh, practice of the king extending his scepter mm-hmm. towards someone who approaches sure. to petition the king. Mm-hmm. And as the king extended his scepter, it was an expression of his grace, his readiness to respond to the petition of the person coming. And I think that's part of the imagery mm-hmm. that Hebrews is giving us there, that we can boldly come and know that God will extend his scepter toward mm-hmm. us to extend his grace toward our need. Mm-hmm. And the marvel of 
God condescending oh, yeah. to listen, as you said, Michael, so well, uh, poorly praying people like we are. Yeah. But he's trying to develop us in cooperation yeah. with him. Amen. As we look at the state of our nation and the state of our hearts as a people and preparing our hearts for revival, speak to yeah. that a little bit, Ben. And yes. Uh, actually, there are three steps to the Global Day of Prayer. The ten days leading up to the Global Day of Prayer are ten days of heart preparation for seeking the Lord together. We examine ourselves, repent of sin, walk in the light, obey him, trust him, love him. And then comes the day of prayer when worldwide his body listens to him and speaks to him. And then 90 days after that are 90 days of blessing where the outflow of the interaction that we have with God on the day of prayer moves out to the communities and churches look for open doors in which to express the love of Jesus for 90 days. And that is going to have special connotations for Modesto. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think AVC will be very um, busy during those times, (laughs) finding things for churches to do to express the love of Christ. And there's an element here, men, that I I think is is, is kind of bubbling up maybe in, in the background, and that is maybe the importance of tracking and acknowledging and maybe building some of those monuments to what God does when he answers. Yes. Isn't that it? Let's talk yes. about the importance of that a little bit. Oh, yeah. The the sin of ingratitude is mm. great among mm. us. Yeah. And often we write off answers as mere coincidence. Yes. Uh, well, it probably would have happened anyway and so mm-hmm. forth. But it's well to track. We ask God for a request and we received the answer. Take it as an answer rather than a coincidence. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, in Joshua chapter 3, there's what we've been saying, what you gentlemen have been saying is so um, described there and, and the parallels there. First of all, the preparation before going over Jordan. And the Lord calls to the people and said, Sanctify yourselves mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. then get ready mm-hmm. because you're going to see wonders today. Um, you know, you're going to see wonders that God is going to perform when he takes you across the Jordan. And then there is the actual going over Jordan, which was an exciting thing, such as a day of prayer. Mm -hmm. And then he says, you take these stones Mm -hmm. out of the middle of the river and build Mm -hmm. a monument so that even your children, your sons, your grandsons will come and ask, what do these stones mean? And you can remember and you can refer to that and tell them the great testimony of what God did. I I think that is so crucial to building faith in our congregations that we can, you're talking about tracking, Michael, um, that we can go back and we can say, we we prayed for this, and now look what's happened. Mm -hmm. And as we do that, I think that we are able to tie uh, our, our prayers to God's actions, not only in the sense that people can say, you know, I, I participated in that. Mm-hmm. I did this, and now I, I mean, this is incontrovertible. God has done this Amen. because Amen. we were involved in prayer, and that brings change 
to a person's heart like nothing else. It increases our boldness. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, that's okay. I was just going to say that the group Casting Crown ties the, the verse in Second Chronicles 714, What If His People Prayed. Let's listen to that on Lighthouse Live, and we'll be right back. What if the armies of the Lord Picked up and dusted off their swords Vowed to set the captive free And not let Satan have one more What if the church for heaven's sake Finally stepped up to the plate Took a stand upon God's promise And stormed hell's rusty gates What if his people Crowns on Lighthouse Live with Pastor Mike Elaine and our global day of prayer focus tonight with Chuck Adams, Ben Jennings, and Dr. Aubrey McGann and Lee Oakey, our prayer or- 
our prayer warrior and Al Ramsey with us as well. We just want to thank you for uh, focusing on the Global Day of Prayer with us, dear friends, wherever you may happen to be listening. And Ben, uh, let's talk about the dates of the Global Day of Prayer this year. It's okay. in May. The annual Day of Prayer occurs on Pentecost Sunday. This year that'll be on May 27. All right. Uh, locally in Modesto, there's to be a gathering for pastors on Wednesday noon, uh, April 25, at First Baptist Church. Mm. There, the whole thing will be explained more in detail, and we'll have some prayer on this. Awesome. Amen. Awesome. You know, Elaine, it just struck me, uh, and, and, you know, this is not for chest-beating, pounding, or anything, uh, and I'll say this humbly as we can, but Mr. Owl over here, uh, pretty much li- literally prayed ABC into existence. Uh, there there was some interesting dynamics going on. And Al was out here in his pickup truck in the parking lot, I think, for something like seven hours, literally praying that God would do something out of something that was very hazy and very weird and, and it wasn't coming together. And God answered in just wow. an incredible way. And, and uh, you know, we have a Lee Oki and, and Elaine, a representative of a group that, that meets every Thursday night, not only to pray for AVC, we're, we're humbled that they, they take us on as part of that, but they're, they're praying for issues and people all over the place. And there are these uh, small conclaves of prayer going on all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the important thing, is, as we were talking about a, a few minutes ago before the break, was that we need to acknowledge what God does. And, and Chuck, you used a great example uh, of, of going to Israel. Mm-hmm. And looking at where the tell us a little bit about your your thoughts there. Well, it was just the idea that as a as a parent uh, to thinking about the folks in Israel who could take their children back to a literal uh, physical marker uh, of the the stones that uh, each tribe's representative carried from the middle of the Jordan River at flood stage. I mean, all of the dynamics of that experience were so unbelievably supernatural uh, in terms of God's uh, intervention on behalf of Israel and ushering them into his promise for them. And as a parent, to be able to take my children back to a monument created of stones from the riverbed at flood stage that were carried when the river was parted uh, supernaturally by God, and to say to them, now, this is what these stones are about. Uh, what an incredible opportunity to uh, implant a seed of faith in the hearts of our children. And we, we were just discussing the importance of uh, talking about those things that God has done and how they become seeds of faith planted in the hearts that not only cause us to know that our past prayers have been uh, heard by God, but to continue to keep us praying, mm-hmm. that we understand that God continues to work. Because Amen. he does want us to remember this. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Thus far, he has helped us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Ebenezer. Well, praise is a way of recognizing that God is alive and acting, mm-hmm. and it builds our faith. One of the biggest prayer killers is to think that nothing's happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I prayed. I don't see any difference around about us. But when we praise the Lord and go to those monuments that he gives us, maybe not in Israel, but even in our own lives. Sure. Then we realize God is doing something. 
I will pray some more then. Mm -hmm. You know, I I was just thinking, I I was trained up early on in the Lord's Prayer. I mean, you know, I think that's the first thing my mom taught me, Mm -hmm. you know, memorization-wise was... It was the Lord's Prayer, and, and it struck me after a while, you know, the, the, I, I can say the prayer, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And uh, in, in that phrase where Jesus is praying, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth mm-hmm. as it is in heaven. Let's just take a moment and talk about how deep that is and the, mm-hmm. and the significance that has for the future. I have a thought on that <laughs> hit me some time ago, especially that part thy will be done that's not a wish Mm-mm. it's not a hope it is a prayer that jesus taught us to pray which means that god works through our praying mm. why should we pray if he's going to do his will anyhow well you have not because you ask not right. he works through our praying mm-hmm. amen. amen so true I think the whole issue of the kingdom, and and we know the kingdom is is now and not yet. I mean, we're not we're not talking about trying to by the force of our own will, establishing God's kingdom here on the earth and, until Christ returns. But but there is that essence of the kingdom that that takes place in us, and that God wants to flow out through us. Uh, otherwise, why teach us to pray, yeah. "Your kingdom come." If if God's purposes aren't to be accomplished here mm. on the earth, but mm. how uniquely He involves us in that mix, mm. and and it's our praying in conjunction with God's kingdom that that causes those things to become reality. Uh, he does desire uh, a change to occur in our circumstance that is consistent with His kingdom desire for that time and purpose. Mm. You know what excites me about prayer is that I, I visualize this as uh, something that happens in in wartime mm-hmm. because we are at war mm-hmm. with, with the evil ones with you know spiritual warfare and so forth and uh, i think of prayer as giving covering fire uh, sometimes to god's servants uh, you know the enemy is is in a position and uh, the holy spirit wants to move into that situation mm-hmm. and take over that position and as we give covering fire the enemy is pinned down yeah. mm, and yeah. cannot respond yeah. because of the covering fire. And then God's forces are able to move in and take control, and the enemy is defeated, and the Lord is victorious. It's so exciting to, to know that we can be a part, as Dr. Ben said, that we can be a part of this great global warfare that that God is waging against the power of darkness. You know, I, I think you're absolutely on target, uh, Aubrey, because at the end of Ephesians, Paul, after talking about putting on the whole armor of God, then continues in, in uh, Ephesians 6 18 by saying, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth, my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I'm understanding him to be saying there that as we're praying and interceding on his behalf, that it helps him to be effective as he is communicating the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying is exactly what Paul is saying in Ephesians 6. Mm. I saw this literally happening in South Korea. In the days of uh, General MacArthur, the communists pushed 
the South Korean forces back clear down to the south end of the country. And But that really, when General MacArthur came in, one thing that happened was he was able to release, or through that event, a million North Koreans who were the real prayer warriors of their mm -hmm. days. They came into South Korea. And since that day, about 1950, of those days, mm -hmm. there have been early morning prayer meetings mm -hmm. every morning, mm -hmm. every city, almost every church, prayer mountains, Friday nights, all nights of prayer. And the results have been economic. Mm -hmm. They have been in the churches. Mm -hmm. the church growth is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And in the Rock Army, over 55% mm. of those soldiers are born-again believers wow. in daily Bible studies, and they've completed or are completing a doctrine course wow. through wow. those chaplains. Wow. Isn't that amazing? God answers prayer literally. Yes, he does. Indeed. Amen. Do we even know how blessed we are to have Ben Jennings, Chuck Adams, and Aubrey McGann with us tonight? We've got lots more on the Global Day of Prayer right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39, to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about AVC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. 
ABC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you live on Lighthouse Live, the Global Day of Prayer 2007 is our focus tonight with Ben Jennings, Chuck Adams, and Aubrey McGann. And it's just a pleasure to be here with you all. And thinking of the Global Day of Prayer, that means all nations, every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every knee will bow. Amen. Amen. We want to pray for everybody, don't we, Ben? Yeah. Yes. By yes. the way, one big dimension of the Global Day of Prayer be the young people mm. there's there are a growing number is a growing number of 24 7 youthful or you say youth uh, prayer uh, centers around the world i think they're in 23 countries now but on that day of prayer they're planning to go up to hilltops mountaintops mm. and in africa a group of them will be going up to the top of mount kilimanjaro wow. the highest point in Africa and spending the day with the Lord up there. Wow. Wow. So the kids are coming on. Well, they, they are. And, and you know, uh, I, I think that the young mind sometimes captures, captures this better than we do. Mm-hmm. I think I, I remember, you know, my daughter's 13 now, but a couple of years ago, and she wasn't even 10 yet, I don't think. She was uh, in elementary school. We were... Praying at night, and if, you know we we kind of take turns, and and uh, and Heather launches into this prayer warrior mode, and I looked over, and I is this my daughter? How, how can this? I didn't teach her that, and God said, "Yeah, dummy, you know, get a clue." It's not, you know, she's yeah. responding to me, yeah. and isn't it amazing how our children can just grasp this because they don't, they haven't developed the you know, priorities in life, the rat race mentality quite yet. And, and they take God at his word that, uh, you know, come, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and uh, and approach the throne boldly, as, yeah. as we talked a little bit before. And it, isn't it wonderful when we are able to go back to that childlike yes. faith yes. and just to come to God as his children, mm-hmm. pour it all out. And, mm-hmm. and Chuck, I know that, you know, it, it, in, in your life, you guys have, you, you went through, you're in life a, a chapter in your life where I, you know, you had to wear the the knee pads out in your pants. I mean, you know, the, the, yeah. you, you guys just had to uh, 
and have those times when the Bible talks about, hey, we just groan because yeah. we don't quite know how to pray. Let's talk about yeah. those times in our lives when it's just we're up against the wall and we can't even articulate what we need to pray for. Well, and that's the wonderful thing that the Scripture teaches us, that the Holy Spirit aids us in those times, that yeah. he prays through us mm-hmm. and that he uh, empowers us to pray. And uh, uh, it, none of us, you know, I, I've said in response to uh, our going through our daughter's death, our 20-year-old daughter passed away with cancer, and uh, people say, well, uh, do you ask the question, why? And the, the next question is, well, why not? Mm-hmm. Why, why are we to be spared? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. God gives grace. Yeah. If, we, if we revel and relish the grace of God, it isn't just so that we can stand back and say, wow, isn't God gracious? Well, what is he gracious over? Right. And it's those critical times in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but the Holy Spirit aids us in those times and, and helps us uh, as we pass through those things. And mm-hmm. my wife and I are convinced that it is not only our prayers, but I think in a larger degree, because it was one of the remarkable things that we found uh, as we were going through that, is the way folks were praying for us yes. that we didn't yeah. even know. Amen. People that that just heard a report of this girl who was sick, and uh, uh, we would casually bump into them on the, on the street and say, Oh, our church is praying for wow. you. And we'd never met them before. Um, so it's not only our prayers, but it's also the prayers of others that carry us through that. And that's why the global day of prayer is so critical. Yeah. Yeah. Aubrey, you were just talking about that dynamic uh, during the break that uh, for pastors, you know, we, we, are, we have huge targets on us spiritually. Where would we be without those that secretly and anonymously are are holding up shepherds? Yeah, that's a wonderful thing that uh, we can depend on, even at those times when maybe we ourselves have become so embroiled in the battle that, mm-hmm. like 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 Joshua was in that battle, mm-hmm. and and um, and Moses was interceding, mm-hmm. and here he had her and and um, Aaron. Aaron. On either side of him, holding up his hands, and so the prayer warriors are so crucial. I was one of the things I said was that when we get to heaven, a lot of the well done, good and faithful servants we're going to hear would maybe not be to the high profile preachers right. or missionaries or what have you out there, but the people who are standing mm. with the stuff, yeah. the people who are praying for us and and are keeping the God's army moving forward by their intercession and their prayer. Amen. You know, a key point in praying is to surrender our will to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And getting the mind of the Lord on how to pray is so important. Uh, we went through this when my wife had cancer. And uh, doctors gave her from three months to a year mm-hmm. to live. And I was praying one morning, which I would every morning on something like that. And in my mind, almost something like a big billboard appeared saying, are you willing for me to take Mary Jean from you? Mm. And my response immediately was, why, of course not. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm praying my head off here every morning and going to the hospital and carrying all this medical insurance and whatnot. That thing wouldn't go away. And I finally had to... Well, if, you, if you're a Christian, you can't argue with the Lord very long. Right. And I said, all right, Lord, I, I submit her to you. And it was like I was attending her funeral yeah. mm. on the spot. Mm. Yeah. 
But three months later, she was clear. God intervened. Why he doesn't do that with everybody, I don't know. But he has blessings, as he Mm -hmm. did with Chuck's daughter. My brother-in-law, Cliff Barrows, his wife had cancer a little later. And I think more people prayed for her because he's a lot more known, more widely known than I am. She died. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord knows those things. There's uh, there's an admonition to humble yourselves. <laughs> yes. For us to yes. humble ourselves. Yes. Before yes. And uh, we, we forget that, don't we? Mm-hmm. And well, it takes us back to that uh, passage. We bold, It's the contrast of boldly approaching the throne of grace, mm-hmm. but boldly knowing that we're invited to come. Yeah. And so we come yes. in that spirit of humility, yeah. but because we've been invited to come, I, I, I can I can approach boldly, but I also know it to whom I'm approaching. Yes, yeah. and yes. Uh, and I do come in the spirit of yeah. humility. And it's those mysteries of that great God that we yeah. know and serve and love. And I just have to think, Chuck, that those rewards, those precious rewards on the other side of eternity, when you're once again joined with that daughter, mm-hmm. is just going to be something beyond description. You know, I think it could be that more gain comes from what we consider unanswered prayers Mm -hmm. than answered prayers. Mm -hmm. And I think of Jesus in the garden that way, who prayed, not my will, but thine be done, and he prayed it in blood. Mm. Yes. 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 But look what came out of that. We're here because that prayer wasn't answered. Amen. Friends, the Global Day of Prayer coming up on May 27th. Yeah. And uh, how can we, uh, if people are interested, how can they find more information about how to become part of yes. the Global Day of Prayer? Yes, yes. Call AVC. <laughs> that was a good answer, Ben. That was a great answer. I, I, I wish we could keep you hey, guys. Man, that's a great time. We, yeah, we'll, we'll give you all the information, and then you can refer them to us. To the uh, we'll be happy to do that. I wish we could keep you guys here all night. This has been wonderful. The Global Day of Prayer with Ben Jennings and Chuck Adams and Aubrey McGann. Thank you each for being here with us this week. Bless you all. Thank you for your precious prayers. And dear friends, wherever you may be listening, join us again next week. We'll be visiting with Ken Klein and Leonard Heisel and their friends who went to Mississippi to help those who were torn apart in their homes from Katrina and the weather that took place back there next week right here on Lighthouse Live. Until then, have a great week and may God continue to bless you.